Aloha Maui. Hello, this is Josh Porter. Jason Burkhart. Brian Thomas. Welcome to the Solar Coaster episode 150. 150, Jason. Uh, that is uh, a bit far off of the 13 I made you promise to join me on uh, a few years ago. Uh, we're talking We're talking with Elizabeth Sanders from Sunflare. We've actually been working on this show probably for about that long. This is a, a, a company, Sunflare, that makes um, these solar panels that can, well, there's a couple of different spec sheets, a couple of different models, but basically a different type of uh, t technology from silicon, and they're very uh, lightweight. And some of these can be uh, like stuck to a roof. Uh, there's an adhesive back to them, a couple of the models. Can be used, uh, zero penetrations, all kinds of neat stuff stuff related to it uh, and some great advantages. To, we finally got a hold of Elizabeth, uh, and so I'm excited to talk with her today. She's calling in, I think, from California. Uh, Jay, what do you think about this uh, this 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 Sunflare adhesive module? Uh, we, we, we've spent two years been looking at this thing. We, we, yeah, we, we saw and the first install at um, the, uh, the, what's it called? Not the, Graham it's Hill. Not the tree hugger. It's Graham Hills, um, but it, it, the, the property has a name it's on Maui. oh um and, and and we we were all, all confused because he said it's all solar and everything else but you can't actually see them at all it's like that was the first time lens right into the roof so you have to really get climb up and take a look take a good look um really really nice interesting technology that is that is not your standard big giant rectangle <laughs> yeah it's really cool stuff and you know a gram as well right he's i think he probably has the first uh uh, sun flare install here in, in, in Maui. Um, and so you've seen those solar panels, right, Brian? You know, I was at his house uh, before we started building it. So, um, mm. yeah, I haven't seen it subsequently since then. But, yeah, no, he's a he's a cool guy. It's pretty neat. It's pretty neat technology, and there's some uh, kind of uh, maybe not so obvious benefits to it, some opportunities in there. Uh, and we'll talk all about that today with Elizabeth. She'll call in shortly. So very excited to finally get into the uh, the conversation about Sunflare. Uh, we did, uh, by the way, just as a, a side point there, we also had EcoShip and Peace Boat were looking very carefully at Sunflare as the uh, panel of choice to go on those big sales that we were talking so much about. Is that because of their flexibility and lightweight? It's probably a good combination, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, there's um, there's I guess there's a handful of thing, reasons why, but there's there's a GHG conversation, a greenhouse gas conversation in terms of production. We'll learn about that a little bit, I'm sure. But there's also just the sheer technical side of it, which is they're lightweight, they're flexible, you can stick them on sales. <laughs> so it kind of works for that purpose, right? Cool. Um, yeah. So there you go, folks. We're going to get into this. Uh, and maybe this will be a little bit of a, a respite from the uh, greater uh, news flow that we're living in, uh, in this unusual time. Hopefully you're at home, tuned in nice and safe and ready to talk and, and, and listen uh, about solar and all the coal with and new energy hands. economy things. Wink with clean hands. We are, we are wearing blue gloves and we have our uh, our <laughs> wife's on our microphones right now. We're super careful. Okay, okay, let's do it. You guys ready? Let's do it. Okay, folks, we are the Solar Coaster Renewable Energy Theme Talk Show right here in lovely Maui County. Can be found Fridays at 105 p.m. on Ko'oi 1110 a.m. Also, some FM stations 96.7 FM Central Maui, 96.5 FM Westside, 98.7 FM Upcountry. www.solar-coaster.com hasn't changed. It's still there. www.solar dashcoaster.com. You can listen live if you're outside our broadcast area. Uh, check out all the videos, YouTubes, etc. that we've posted, stuff that doesn't necessarily get on the air here in the radio. Um, but most importantly, you can go back and look at all or listen to all the entire back catalog of shows, all 149 of them. Um, we've talked about everything in renewable energies. And if you have, have an interest, you're trying to get solar these days, uh, whether you want to be on grid, off grid, something else, um, Chances are we've talked about it, so go back and listen to all those shows. You can also get on our mailing list and uh, subscribe to podcasts, iTunes, Stitchers, TuneIn, iHeart, all carry the solar coaster. There you go. Great sponsors out there that have supported the solar coaster over the years. Fairwinds Wealth Management here with Brian Thomas in the in the room. Brian's been uh, tutoring me somewhat about uh, the world of, 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 of the financial world and stocks and ETFs and all kinds of amazing things. Had a little bit of a new experience just this last week. Thanks for that, Brian. Risk management. Yeah, risk management. <laughs> uh, we also have Enduro Shield and Perfectly Clear Glass with Gary Dolberg. Um, uh, these are a coating uh, manufacturer. They, they have a coating that's used for glass and, and, and also is being used for PV panels and uh, can inhibit the amount of um, 
uh, debris and kind of dirt and soil that can accrete on solar panels and make your panels per perform better. So we're really excited to test that and have some fun with that technology, thanks to Enduro Shield and Perfectly Clear Glass. We also have Sundrum Solar, uh, Pantech Design, and soon Solar Edge will be on the show uh, Q2 forward. Very, very much looking forward to the host of new technologies that SolarEdge is bringing to bear. Uh, everything from batteries to load control uh, devices to linear hot water heaters to, uh, you name it, they're involved with it and we're really excited to, to see that. So, that being said, I think it's time for our news and events. Okay, right away. Um, China solar exports fall 57% month on month from February 19 to February 20th. Um, kind of an interesting phenomenon, kind of not. I mean, we knew this was coming. We've talked about it a lot. We now have hard numbers. Um, there's, there's a couple things at play here, and it's not only um, the, the extra shutdown um, related to uh, virus stuff. Um, China has follows the lunar calendar, and every year, somewhere time in January, February, the, the lunar new year falls, and they take about 15 days off. So I went back through it, and I actually saw it, like last year, um, there was a similar article that said China's down 20.7% in exports overall uh, mm. for, the month of for the month of February. So it pretty much happens every year. And it's if you're in manufacturing, it's something you're kind of aware of because we, so much material comes from China and we all kind of plan around it. So you, you bulk up in, in November, December, January, <laughs> if, you, if you're waiting that, that long. Uh, but you make your orders in the in Q4 of the previous year, and then you kind of ride out the the lunar new year because they really do shut down. That's this is a it's a two week plus festival where pretty much every business shuts down. So it's not only virus related, um, but it is interesting to see that there's a significant drop, 57 percent um, from from the year previous, uh, and and we're expecting a lot of PV manufactured out of China. Um, we're expecting a lot of everything manufactured out of China. Um, but that be covered, coupled with the tariffs, um, it's still it, it's it's still a downturn. Um, we'll have to see going forward how much they actually make in like Q2, how much we actually get over the summer. Um, that'll that'll be really, that'll be much more telling. So, so do you? Uh, so if we had, um, I guess you, the question becomes like, how quickly will we recover from that? Right? That's what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, it, it could bounce right back. Because, like I've, like I said, I've, I do other things, and I'm, I'm pulling equipment, electronics equipment, out of out of China uh, manufacturing chain, um, the supply chain there. And and yeah, I've had a long period where the Lunar New Year started, and that was known, but then they extended it, hmm. so people weren't going back to work. And I've only just started uh, receiving um, materials again, so it's it was a good long month long drought where you just couldn't get anything out of the supply chain. And, and, you know, to be more accurate, the uh, finance world uses seasonally adjusted as a, as a mechanism to separate out that what we know is occurring to mm. be a drop off during Chinese New Year's. So of, mm. that, of that 57 percent, it'd be interesting to see, well, how much is normally pullback due to seasonal uh, taking time off? Well, you were saying that last year you saw like 27 percent. Oh, last right? year, yeah, last year is 20, 20. Yeah, so, something like that. So, it's, so yes, 30% <laughs> it kind of happens every year, and it depends on depends on what kind of headline they would like to craft. Yeah, and <laughs> I mean, do we know if that Jay, you were talking about starting to see uh, things clear up in, in terms of the 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 work, some of the equipment coming in, some of the materials, people traveling again, tourists traveling again to Japan from China. So, do you think that uh, any knowledge about these factories are they up and running again, or I mean, are they? Uh, are they empty? Well, factories are definitely up and running again. I've, I've been able, like I said, I've been in contact with manufacturing folks in, in my my personal network of suppliers, um, and and they're definitely at work again. There was a good long time. I think it was it was pretty much a mo about a month where they the first 15 days were that that lunar new year, and then they just didn't go back to work because there were concerns concerns of of um, spreading virus. So it really ended up being more like a month. But I've I've been able to get shipments out pretty regularly now for the past week and a half that's encouraging that's really that's really uh that's awesome i mean you know because i don't know if that that language is out there yet that people people are seeing that it's actually I don't, I don't think so it's too new like this is this is a february um we're, we're in the middle of march and it's february's numbers that are only just coming to light mm. because there someone has to collect them and crunch all the numbers and make their spreadsheet and then they can finally say that this is this is what happened last month uh so we really won't know 
what March looks like until um, the end. And I, and I wouldn't expect, um, what do I want to say? I, I wouldn't expect uh, March to be that fantastic only because we're just coming out of it and they did extend way into through the end of february so th there wouldn't be shipments there wouldn't be orders um but probably gotcha. april will be a much more telling number well that's our so that's the supply side here we got um articles yep. from germany we get articles from australia we get articles from all the places around the world about how this is affecting um also the middle east which one of these do you like the most the most jay <laughs> talking about well, the what i want to what i what i yeah, what I, what I do want to say is is um, so, so this is this is ripple effect, right? So we have this one month, basically drought of manufacturing. There's there's a lot less materials coming out, and it's not just PV specific, uh, racking and materials that come out of out of different suppliers. Uh, just there's there's not a lot of shipping going on right now. There's a lot of a lot of large container ships that are quarantined or kept offshore for a while. Um, there's there's nobody working the docks <laughs> to bring this stuff in. So there's going to be this ripple effect where even if there wasn't anything this month, but April, April will see full scale shipping again, even in May and June, you probably won't be able to get materials. You may, maybe you'll get your solar panels, but then you won't have the racking to mount them. Or maybe you're just mm -hmm. waiting for a screw. <laughs> you know, you, you don't. You never know what it's going to be. Um, so, so we're going to see this ripple effect through everything, and then a lot of people are going to blame it on on current circumstances. Um, but realistically, it's just something that it's a hiccup in the system that will have to be worked out over time. And I think I think the repercussions are going to go through at least the end of summer. Right, right, right. I mean, but we're also so yeah. There you go on the supply side and the material side. So it's going to be impacting us for. Uh, right through uh, the first half of the year, easy probably, and then you have things like out in Abu Dhabi where they're 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 um, scheduling this 1.5 gigawatt solar farm, one of the largest, and uh, getting people together to, to to complete bids and actually just having people gather in one location. These events, these kind of milestones, they're being delayed as well, right? So we're seeing things outside of even the supply side that are getting delayed on the demand side. Yeah, you're absolutely. About. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it's 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 just really, really difficult to get any business done. I was told um, this past week that I the um, <clears throat> my faceplate manufacturer is just going on hiatus. <laughs> what does that mean? It's like they're, they're just not going to be able to do any work, which means I can't get my stuff done. So. And in, you, you're talking about the demand side, right, Josh? Like hmm. so uh, there's that Australian article where they're seeing demand and increase in in uh, people that want solar PV. This one's from PV Magazine. Yeah. So th there's a frenzy. Apparently in Australia, there's a, f a buying frenzy on residential PV. It says Byron's Bay Smart Energy is seeing, it's one of the companies out there, seeing a record sales quarter after an unprecedented 41% increase in sales f and 400% increase in battery inquiries over the last two weeks. So people are uh, worried about their energy security. Uh, and this is, I guess, and the title is kind of clickbaity here. It says, forget toilet paper. Consumers are panic buying solar. So, uh, I mean, I can see that. I wonder if there's going to be that kind of, I mean, those are two different impacts, right? So if you have a, a stretch and an, and an expansion on the demand side and then a reduction or a slowdown on the, on the supply side, what, what does that do? <laughs> I mean, where do we end up with that? Right. Well, price, price, pricing is going to increase in the short term. I, I can I can guarantee that. But this is something that I thought about. I mean, everybody else is going buying toilet paper, and I was literally looking around to see if I could find extra panels. You know, right? <laughs> wonder, wonder what wonder what I can do. We had that conversation last week off off air. Um, it, it, just, it just makes sense to me. Now, Australians are an independent group of folks, right? They they generally have have their own opinions, and they're they're going to to want to um, protect themselves. Um, pretty quickly. So it makes it makes perfect sense that they would be doing doing this type of stuff. But I think it, it really kind of should mentality. be evaluated by by everybody. Yeah, it's a little island mentality. But I mean, you you I think everybody should be looking at this because if you're worried about the end of the world at this point, which you shouldn't be, we're not we're not going anywhere. Um, but you do want to secure your energy supply, your, your your own personal. And and it makes a lot of sense to me that they would be buying up solar panels, especially if you're not going to be able to get them over the summer. And, and you know, Jay, in a, in a sort of a deeper conversation, uh, there's a, there's a uh, growing, and it will become uh, maybe more prevalent after this, but there's a growing sort of distrust of institutions, be it, be it government or, uh, 
you, you name You're it. Gonna right? say utility. Yeah, and utilities. utilities. But I mean, there's a there's a genuine uh, stability issue of the grid. You know, as especially as more renewables come onto the grid, and it's tricky for the providers to stabilize the grid, right? Because it's they've got different sure. sources coming in and different demands at different times. But in the context of sort of a populism across the world and a growing distrust in in big institutions, I mean, securing your own energy future fits right kind of yeah. on that thread a little bit, you know, and and it's yeah. and, and, and it's not politics. It's just saying me or my family, we want to secure our energy production. And I think that's a reasonable thing to secure, you know, for sure. And it's I mean, it's it's also a very interesting kind of path. Right. So if you're a curious minded person, then you're going to say, well, what can I do to try to create some stability in the areas that I can control. And then, you know, energy right now, uh, of course, energy has kind of evolved a lot over the last decade, renewable energy, that is. And then so we're also in this place in the last kind of six months to a year, we started to see this on-grid storage, smart house integrated, kind of a lot of tools in the toolbox, systems coming to market, not just one, many brands, probably half a dozen, maybe even up to 10 uh, different brands, substantial brands, SunPower, Panasonic, SolarEdge, uh, LG, uh, Tesla, all these guys coming to bear with these products that effectively can really, you know, can save you money in the, in, in the long term. And then if things get weird, you have the ability to produce your, produce your own energy, manage your own affairs from an energy perspective. That's an exciting time. Right. And to bring that storage component and the confluence of the of the demand measurement and stuff is kind of like maybe what got people off the fence and also the tax credit as it diminishes year over year here. So, mm. uh, and, and yeah, this this may be another sort of presuming there's supply, of course, but it may be a tick up in demand when people recognize it. Combine so that cer- certainly a, certainly a catalyst, yeah, a catalyst, right? Combine that with the the fires in California, you know, it's like just keeps coming, right? And then the cost keeps coming down, but you know, it's interesting too as as crude keeps falling dramatically and natural gas dramatically there as as cheap as solar got right it was cheaper than those but now fossil fuels may become cheaper but that doesn't it's not going to derail solar and the people that want to do it and that want to take charge and also want to decrease their consumption of fossil fuels they're still going to be uh, persuaded to do it so um, yeah for sure for sure all right jay what do you want to get into you want to get into some transpo stuff you want to get into uh, we're going to uh, talk about tesla real quick yeah. so tesla has um said that they're provisionally shutting down that buffalo uh pv factory that's the one that makes the solar that's the one that makes the solar roof panasonic also just pulled out of there there's a big problem with this right now um because tesla is actually on the hook the, the state of new york um paid $150 million, I think, in to help with, or $750, I'm not sure which one it was. Um, they got some a grants significant amount to of money. this? Yeah, to, to, to help build this giant um, factory, gigafactory facility. And in exchange, Tesla was supposed to hire almost um, 1,400 uh, local local folks to actually work at the facility. Now, they were about two-thirds there. Um but now they're shuttering this factory and Panasonic pulled out. So there will be less less workers, not more. They they claimed that they were on target to hire these people. But I was I, I wasn't I wasn't holding my breath anyway. But now that they're going to be shuttering this place, so where, where does that put them? That the deadline is in April. There's got to be some contractual <laughs> contingencies for for government right. government, you know, compelling them to shut it down. For, yeah, know. that that, that so. force majeure clause, sure. But yeah. I mean, it's 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 they're on the hook for forty one point two million dollars if they uh, if they 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 default on this, and that's that's a really significant thing. And and yeah, they were they were already in trouble, so it's like this will be uh, kind of a blessing. Well, the, the, yeah, are you thinking it's actually a blessing in disguise for that? <laughs> it, it, absolutely. There's no, you know. When you say that, you mean the greater Tesla or no, you mean that e- particular? E- e- Elon Musk in particular. Oh, yeah? In what way? Yeah. yeah. Because he's on the hook for for that money back to the state because the state promised him a lot if they would hire so many people that. What's, what Tesla is, for, is, what is on 40 the hook. Million Tesla dollars is on the hook for it, but he made the agreement. <laughs> exactly. I, I'm saying, uh, yeah. Gotcha. Okay, okay, okay. So uh, let's see here. Would you like to uh, jump into the uh, another? Let's talk, let's talk about your lovely boat. Oh my goodness, I love this boat so much. Okay, so here's if, the. Th- if you're not aware, if you're not aware, Josh is a solar is a, is a sailor guy and a solar guy. So so this is like the perfect. Yeah, a, a lifelong aspiring sailor solar. So look, the uh, what's interesting about this? Uh, here's the thing. I, I brought this in here because I just found it while we were talking about the main show content, which is Sunflare, and Sunflare is great on a lot of transportation options because it's lightweight, it's an adhesive uh, type of panel. It can be used on boats and, and you know, all different types of neat things, planes, yeah, that, that, like That flexibility is actually 
yeah. really, really key. When you talk about um, the, the standard um, crystal and silicon, either mono or, or poly, uh, it, it gets cracks in it over time, just from heat expansion and stuff. Mm. And that actually, uh, it's, it, micro cracking is, is the biggest um, cause of, of lower performance in, in solar panels. And these, I, I'm going to, I'm going to ask specifically when we get her on air, uh, but I'm going to ask, ask specifically about this because it's a different material. It's flexible. It doesn't seem to suffer from that nearly so much. I think that's, that. that's, that's the reason. Yeah. That's the reason why it's on these type of ocean going vessels. But I will tell you this, this particular uh, yacht, this is called the, this is the sun reef, right? And the sun reef is a catamaran series out of Poland. Uh, and they're really, they read maybe about 15 years ago or so, they came out with the Sunreef 62 sailing yacht. They have a power yacht version as well. It's a catamaran. And it just is so beautiful with this 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 fly, fly bridge, I think it's called. Uh, but this, somehow, it, despite the fact that I've been watching these guys religiously and dreaming about buying one of these boats, uh, they snuck out, uh, uh, without me seeing it, in November, an E-series, the Sunreef sun 60E. And this is an electric Sunreef, which is really amazing thing. Um, you're talking about two 55-kilowatt engines. It's got a 130-kilowatt gen set behind it to recharge those uh those those the, the the batteries there's 140 kilowatt hour lithium uh, battery system in there, and uh, it, it's got a it's powered by a four kilowatt uh, bimini up top. But now this isn't a sun flare system. It's actually these curved, super beautiful um, uh, bifacial looking kind of like a Supreme or a Lumos or something like that panels. You get up there and it's like this. It's almost like you know Maui Brew has that uh, those bifacials out on the deck over there in Kihei at the, the brewery. Yeah, uh, it's just like that, but on top of a yacht. Right, yeah, most so. people don't actually know that. I want to. If you do go to the the, the brewery, uh, the tech park, look up. <laughs> yeah, and those Please. actually just for the tech, being technically accurate, those are not bifacials, I believe. I think those are Lumos uh, transparent back sheets, but um, they're, they're they're they have the same aesthetic, right? Really pretty and kind of right. interesting yeah. to look at, inspiring. And I wonder if those are conducive to putting on the gentleman we had on the uh, call last week. Remember? With the mirrors on it, I wonder if they're conducive to that. That would be even more impressive. If you could somehow integrate the the tracking with the with, yeah. with the uh, yeah yeah, it's just starting to play with. So you have all these different things happening. You have kind of these flexible modules like the sun flares. You have this kind of thing like ISP from what Sunit was talking about with the tracking modules, and you have things like um, uh, bifacials and transparent backsheets. All these little innovation steps. Are there ways to integrate these? Yeah, I think there probably are I mean, some ser- ways like, to integrate these. Seriously, imagine if you had because that was just that was just a mirror. That was on a flat plane, but if you mm. had some convexity to it, how right. how focused you can get on that to back, to really boost the uh, the the production. Yeah, yeah, yeah very cool stuff. And, and so, in any case, if you want to just geek out, you have some time, and you want to be like just look at one of these amazing new pieces of tech kit. Uh, I think the Sunreef E is sixty uh, E is is the one right now. And imagine no loud noises, no diesel smells, no none of that nasty stuff. You're out there in the wind, and you have these beautiful uh, electric engines that are powered by solar. It's what is it like perpetual sailing around the world? Okay, when you talk about driving on Sunshine all the time, <laughs> this is it. This is super, it. super fun stuff. So check that out. Hopefully we get to do a show with these guys. Why don't we get over a course commercial break and we'll come right back with Elizabeth Sanders from Sunflower. Enduro Shield glass protection is the cost-effective way to help protect your PV investment, reduce cleaning needs, and help maximize power production. Enduro Shield prevents etching, helps reduce soiling and debris buildup. At only two molecules thick, EnduroShield is optically clear, UV transparent. A one-time application provides up to 10 years of durability. To learn more about the coating, visit EnduroShield.com solar. You can request factory application or on-site by certified technicians like the team at Perfectly Clear. In Hawaii and for on-site applications in western U.S., visit PerfectlyClear.glass or call Gary at 808-280-9422. That's 808-280-9422. Sundrum Solar is the manufacturer of a revolutionary thermal collector that fits on the underside of your standard PV panel to maximize energy capture per square foot. The Sundrum Solar Hybrid PVT system combined photovoltaic and thermal holds the world record for peak efficiency, capturing an astounding 86% usable energy. Learn how Sundrum Solar vastly improves electric, heating, and cooling economics at sundrumsolar.com. Pantech Design is ushering the world into a new age of home energy automation through the convergence of smart home technologies and renewable energy management. 
unifying solar energy production, intelligent energy storage, and smart breaker technologies with smart home devices, Pantech Design's complete home energy automation suite incorporates unprecedented control of lighting, shades, climate, security, hot water, electric vehicle charging, and many other systems. Contact Pantech today at PantechDesign.com. All right, there we go. Those are our wonderful sponsors. Thanks so much for keeping the solar coaster on the tracks. Uh, we've got a great guest today. It's Elizabeth Sanders calling in from Sunflare. Elizabeth, can you hear us okay? Oh, there she is. Got that. Hey, Elizabeth, yours all right? Yeah, yeah. There we go. All right. We had a little bit of an engineering thing going on there. There, <laughs> All fixed, Gary. Okay, so uh, welcome to the Solar Coaster, Elizabeth. I'm so glad to have you on the show. Uh, we've been tr kind of uh, uh, working to connect for quite some time now. And, uh, you know, uh, I understand that you were just here in Maui. We were, we were going to have you in studio, but uh, but something happened. What happened? Yeah, well, you know, you guys were saying look up at the brewery. I was I'd love to do that, but I had to leave the island. So uh, yeah, because uh, we're we're going on uh, shelter in in place in uh, California. So I had to go back so I could shelter in place. Right. Otherwise, I would have been sheltering in place in Hawaii. That's not so bad. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, if, if if you had the choice, I would have. I don't know. I would have stayed with us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know, but. Would it have been for six months or? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, uh, sure. Uh, yeah, so we were going to have you in studio. That was our game plan, but luckily we were able to coordinate a call. So thanks very much for accommodating us. Uh, and I will say that um, we just did mention Maui Brew. Just as a quick shout out to them, they have a special deal going on where if you come in and you buy some beer, they're giving away hand sanitizer created with their Kupu Spirits. I think Kupu is the name, right? Uh, well, the distillery they have. They just created that distillery, right? So really cool. Uh, the, you know, Maui Brew continues to amazed with really interesting projects and programs and support for the community. Clever. Yeah, really neat, right? Yep. There you go, guys. Thanks for that. Uh, next time you're here, Elizabeth, we'll get you out there. Uh, it's a really cool All place. Right. And it's powered by solar, of course, right? So uh, let's let's jump into this great conversation about this company, Sunflare. I really want to understand more about yourself and about the company and how things got started. Of, you know, we came about this uh, knowing about your product in kind of an unusual way, sitting at a friend's house and then seeing it up on the roof and going, whoa, I've never seen that panel before. <laughs> so that's an unusual way to learn about a technology. Give us a sense of the background of Sunflare and kind of where you guys are all about. Sure, sure. Uh, we are a startup. We started in uh, 2017. We introduced our commercial in 2018. So uh, we've been in business for a few years. Um, and, you know, we're basically, our module is light, thin, and flexible. So it is, um, can go where silicon can't go. And, and that's basically, you know, our role here is to spread solar as far and wide as possible in order to do that, we need to go where, you know, silicon can't go, where it's too heavy to go, where, where it breaks. Um, and there are a lot of places that are like that. So, you know, basically we want to reduce the CO2 and, you know, have a healthier environment. That's why we wake up. Gotcha. And now I, I remember from seeing you at one of the shows that there's this conversation about putting it in uh, locations that silicon can't go, like you just said. Like, so what are some of those types of examples? So we have the recreational business, and that's, you know, boats, as you were just talking about boats, uh, RVs. Uh, we do residential modular homes, you know, with the, the flat roofs, with the membrane roofs. Um, we do, we have the, a product that actually is framed, it, but it's so light that it can go on any metal roof. That's called light mount. Um, and that, that's basically one pound per square foot, which is amazing, right? You can't, that's... So it can go where, where silicon can't go because it's so heavy. Um, and then we have one that's power fit, and that's what I think you saw originally when you were at your friends. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's a, a panel that sits right in between standing seam roofs. So you saw it, but you didn't see it. Right, right, right. right. So yeah. you're really expanding kind of the 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 deployability or the 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 amount of places where you can put solar. You're you're able to do more now. You're kind of adding to the marketplace in a sense, and in a way, kind of like the solar roof, it adds to the marketplace. You know, it's like you 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 have the ability now with a new house to put on a solar roof for Tesla. In this case, well, maybe, and I can imagine some scenarios right out of the gate, Elizabeth. You know, in in the solar business, that that would be difficult. Like for example, some storage units or buildings that don't really 
really quite have the infrastructure that we're going to the the structural engineers for kind of the past, and it's 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 kind of iffy, uh, and you don't have that you know ability to support that. That might work great in those environments where you can you know, can literally stick it on the roof. That's really cool. Absolutely, carports, for instance. You know, you don't want to have to, you know, to fortify a carport in order to put solar on. You you don't have to do that. No, you can just put it on. Right, right, right. I see it. It's very cool. Um, and I don't know if you if yeah, there's, yeah. There's a there's a bit of a conversation there. I've, for for anybody who's interested, go to sunflaresolar.com and look at this. I'm I'm looking at the website right now. And one of the shots you have is of a standing seam roof. And I was looking at it, and I almost like I, I again, once again, I did looking at it. And it's like I don't see the solar. And then yeah. you have to look really, really closely. It's it's. I mean, it's a very pretty install. You said, Josh just said that solar roof. It reminds me of that just in a different form factor it, it's 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 a very very gorgeous install um so exactly. props for that. <laughs> <laughs> we we do love the aesthetics of it you know that's we want to keep the yeah. world beautiful right and so what strikes me right away though is that there wouldn't be any um additional like wind load because this is the panels are literally sitting inside the seams they're, they're directly attached right so there's no additional wind load issues yeah, it's peel and stick. So those are actually just stuck in, um, I can send you guys some links, or you can see it on the website. They basically, you peel it, peel it and stick it and fit it in between the seams. Interesting. So like, for example, on the picture of Graham's house here, is that 100% occupied or is it just, is it like, no? It looks like it's about, like it's it's um, maybe two thirds of each of those roof Yeah, faces. it's about two, it's, it's uh, a little under uh, 10,000 watts. Yeah. So, okay. Right. So about so you two thirds of that surface area there, right there. Right. Right. How does it compare? So now we know that it's a different product, kind of servicing almost like a different type of need. Uh, you know, it's creating. In the case of, um, like you said before, it's very lightweight, so it's created for certain structures, and it can be used for vehicles where it can't be. But what are some of the comparisons, and what are the efficiencies, and what are the over, what's the overall kind of you know pre, uh, performance and capabilities of this of this technology? Right, because it's you know we're using different sizes. Um, comparisons are, are a little bit hard, but so. Um, but if you take a standard 60-cell panel, uh, we're at basically 185 watts, where you know standard silicon is anywhere between 200 and 400 watts, right? Um, so obviously less efficiency, but we have more power uh, generation because CIGS as a chemical interface semiconductor basically. Um, does better with uh, dawn and dusk light. Right. It also does better in high heat than silicon. So you have angle. So of you, the, the angle of incidence is uh, is less of an impact. It can have a slightly different azimuth or a different pitch, and it, it'll, it'll capture totally. the sun much yeah. stronger. Yes, exactly. Um, so you're you know side by side when you're you're producing as much power. You can also with our panels go all the way to the end of the roof. Hmm. Um, where you don't need to have those breaks in between. You can walk on them so they can be seamed up. So really? from a density standpoint, right, so, it, you know, you're basically producing the same amount of, of power in the end. You know, I got to tell you, when um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fun um, technology to think about the applications for. I find myself uh, over the you know last you know, year or so kind of noodling on this and going, hmm, wouldn't it be interesting if I needed more power and I fully occupied my front-facing roof with conventional or you know high wattage, high high efficiency conventional? Would it be interesting to occupy my you know, like what I would call a suboptimal azimuth or like a, a north or a northeast or a northwest face with this technology? I could get a lot more on my home, right? And also because it's a suboptimal azimuth and it's you know it's pitched fairly high, like 20, 25 degrees, then I might do better with that actually in that location so in terms of an expansion i go that might make sense for, for for me right and then i can see other things like that you know ways to kind of take advantage of this it's like another tool in the toolbox it's like really, you, really cool you could put them around the periphery a little bit to supplement yeah. and even the periphery that was the next piece of the conversation i was like wow then that'd be neat now of course it, they'd need to be configured in that kind of a size to work right smaller but you could even get into your optimal azimuth so you can see us we, we're real solar geeks we like to have fun elizabeth so we, 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 <laughs> we, we look at this we go mm, Wow, what can we do with that? Uh, well, and we're custom sizes, so, you know. We oh, you can get can custom. Make, there you go. Exactly. And exactly. Now, um, so do you, you guys do your own manufacturing then? We do. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. I saw that. And then uh, 
I mean, are you a startup? Do you got you have VC money or uh, self-funded or? We're self-funded to date. We're always looking for investors, however. So if anybody's out there, give me a call. <laughs> gotcha. And then how does but, it? Yeah, sorry, go ahead, Elizabeth. We, yeah, we've been, as I said, we've been in business since 2017, and uh, and we've been self-funded to date. So what would be some of, and guys, jump in any moment here, but what would be some of the like great projects you'd like to do? And what, what are some of the things that are on the horizon? I mean, are you getting interest from, you know, a, like a landfill company that goes, oh, that's perfect for us because those light mounts work really good? Or are you getting interest from, you know, what types of things can you talk about that are coming down the horizon? Because I could see a lot of neat things happening, and I have experience with one of them. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm affiliated with the EcoShip Peace Boat, and they were talking with you about using the, um, I, I, I suppose, the adhesive uh, module to work on their solar, their, their wings. Uh, there were, you know, uh, I think they were solar sails. Solar sails. Thank you, Jay. So they were looking at that, right? So, uh, you know, what what types types of things do you see uh, happening in the future? Is there anything exciting coming down the pike? Yeah, you were mentioning a landfill. That's one of the more exciting ones because obviously you've got a landfill, and a lot of them are doing nothing now, or some of them will put some silicon on there where they can, but because they're sloped and because they shift, that's very difficult. So um, when we were at uh, SPI last year, uh, a company came to us and said, will you work with us on landfills? Because, Mm. you know, we can put you down over a tarp, over the covering, and, you know, you can move with the the mound, basically. Check that out. (laughs) So if they wanted to still have silicon at the top, they can, but on the slopes where, you know, silicon can't be racked, you can use Sunflare. How about, okay, very, very cool stuff. And that could be almost utility scale, like megawatt scale uh, plus, Absolutely. right? So yep. b- now anytime we, there's a new a new type of product introduced, there's always, you know, what are the concerns in here? So things, for example, like and J- uh, Brian and I were talking earlier, or Jay and I were talking about um, the adhesion. Is that going to stay over the long term? Because solar is the kind of thing where in order for it to pencil and work, you need it to have that full life cycle, that 20, 25-year warrantied plus life cycle, right? And we're all banking on that so what are some of the uh, te- how do we know that it's going to be able to be there over the long term and do its job are there any concerns have you guys innovated in certain areas or the new patents uh, what's going on uh well we are definitely 25 year guarantee warranted so that's no problem there um they will they are not going anywhere from the adhesive is a butyl adhesive and it is really hard to get them off we have to send kits out. If you want to take them off, you you know you have to take a you know a piano wire and a a D uh, adhesive in order to take it off. So mm-hmm. they're not going anywhere. Pretty cool. And then how does it compare? I mean, given that it has some unique properties that other panels can't fulfill, how does it compare cost wise per watt or so? Yeah, it's about um, de- depending on the product and the. The customization, it's between um, 80 cents a watt and a dollar ten a watt, again, depending on the product. Um, but, you know, you make that up in installation times, labor, Have you, yeah, hardware. That's really straightforward to me. I, I, I can see. Yeah. You, I mean, it starts even earlier, right? Because you have shipping, right? You have shipping, exactly. you have labor, and uh, you have, uh, and there's a lot of BOS, balance of system. Uh, technologies right. there that can be basically eliminated that are real cost. You know things like, you know uh, the the L feet, uh, the the racking, the penetrations, all the little different pieces of the puzzle. There doesn't look like there that you need those, <laughs> which is pretty amazing. So there's a right. I, you probably that's a, uh, that's a that's a big deal. A lot of people don't want holes in their, their roof. <laughs> yeah, not exactly. Too much Exactly. And especially it's more aerodynamic, so everything that moves essentially, cars and boats, whatever, are are good applications for that. It does take it, – it utilizes creativity too. Like you said, you could do periphery stuff or so and uh, – yeah. Yes. It's pretty – just um, – we, we talked about the warranty just a second ago. What does is, what is the, the overall curve look like for a 25-year-old panel at that, at that point? I mean, we know from, from the silicon era – the the um, the micro cracking just from thermal expansion contraction day in day out it heats up in the sun and and you will see a decrease in performance over the life of the panel because these are so flexible what does that look like right so we do, we don't micro crack at all which is and there's an interesting we're actually putting together a study now um, showing with uh, with EL cameras uh, video cameras mm-hmm. what happens with silicon versus um, 
CIGS, and there's there isn't microcracking because it's a it's a stainless steel flexible substrate, and the semiconductors mm. are put on. They're less than a, a micrometer thick, so it's quite flexible. So there isn't any microcracking that so that you don't have to. That's one of the things. That's why it's great on RVs and so forth because you can go over the rough road and you don't have to worry about it. So you don't have to worry about mm. long-term reduction of power because of microcracking. Especially in this time that's, where we're starting. Cool. So you, you, oh, go ahead, that's, I mean, you, so, you, so, you, so you can bank on getting this, the same amount of power at the end of its life cycle as you can at the beginning. That's a, that's a yeah, we, you know, it basically it's um, for the first 10 years, it's um, 90%, and from the year 11 to 25, it's 80%. So, you know, standard, mm -hmm. there's some reduction in the chemistry, standard, you know, 1% or less. Um, but from a, a roughshod sort of microcracking standpoint, there's none of that. I have a quick question here. Uh, when we look at this whole electrification of transport that's in front of us, are you starting to see opportunities in that? I mean, when I, we were out at CES recently, we saw Fisker is now talking about his car coming with solar panels and them they, they, they adding a thousand miles over the life cycle of the car, which is a very interesting type of language, right? Are you and, But there's so much innovation happening in the electrification of transportation space. Are people reaching out to you? Are you seeing kind of that, this, our cars? Is this, is this appropriate for like large-scale manufacturing for a car, for example? We are, people are reaching out to us, and it's, uh, we are working on a couple projects, yep. Um, it's a little early to talk about it, mm. but, um, but yeah, that is definitely an area that we're working on. And I see that you've got, the, you've got Flex 60, which is obviously the flexible one, light mount, and power fit. What are the nuances and differences between, say, I mean, I know what the Flex does, but between the light mount and the power fit? Right. Power fit is a Flex uh, panel, but it fits in, it's configured differently, so it can fit in between the standing seams. So those are both flexible, and then the light mount is a flexible with a, f a light frame. So it's the same exact panel, but it's obviously configured differently for the whatever it has to, that one mounts with hardware on the on a, a metal roof, the light mount does. So that, uh, so that looks like more like a traditional panel. It kind of does, but um, I'll send you guys a video you can basically, I can hold it, I'm 5'2", 110, and I can hold it over my head. So it's that light. Mm. So it looks wow. like a standard panel, but it's it's not. Wow. So uh, back to the, the, the like residential or commercial application, when, when you start looking at that system, we said there was a, you know, there's a subtraction a subtraction of some of that BOS, but we're still going to need obviously inversion. Where there's there's still the, the standard kind of guts of the system are still there. What type of inversion can you work with? Are you able to work with some of the de optimized uh, systems? I know you've got uh, bypass diodes at I think every cell, which is interesting from a shading trading perspective on the roof. But once you get off the roof and you move towards your inversion, or I mean, what what are your um, what can you work with? Um, in terms of inverters, yeah, can you? I mean, like, I don't. I, I would think that microinverters would be challenging to work with, right? So, uh, can you work with DC optimized systems like Solar Edge? You work with primarily centrals yes. like Outback and Radian uh, all across the board, and SMAs. What's your What's your choice? Yeah, uh, Solar Edge, Schneider, Outback. You know, we're it's pretty standard for that. Yeah. Okay. So the uh, the optimizer would you could put an optimizer like in an attic or something like was that how it would work? Uh, that I can't answer. Oh, okay, because I can imagine you, when you when you look at uh, these uh, the, the ones that fit in between the standing seam, it's like two cells by what is it about? Um, is it a, is it like fifteen cells tall or twenty cells tall? Uh, that one is uh, eleven, I think. O eleven. Okay, so yeah, like I'm trying to figure out how those optimizers could be sized and where you would put them, right? Because there's, yeah, there isn't really a space there under a panel to put them in a conventional way. So right, we have um, wire management systems mm. that are also stick on. They're PVC and they house the inverters, microinverters. Oh, so okay. um, if you're on the website and you see that house, it's uh, Devel. Mm -hmm. There's kind of a house with a flat white roof, and you see the white strips in the in the panels. That's our PVC wire management system. Oh, nice. oh understood. So it's, so it's a horizontal conduit that runs in between. Correct. Yeah. Yep. Very good. Very good. Okay. Well, cool stuff. Well, what's what's in the future for 
Sunflower, given all this innovation, given all the things that are happening that out there. Yeah, <laughs> what's coming down? <laughs> what's coming down the road? Well, PowerFit is brand new, so that's uh, that's one of the new, newer products that we're introducing now. We actually have an offer on that for people who are um, the first to uh, to order to pre-order actually because it's not out until the third quarter. Um, we're offering ten percent off on that, so that's our actually our newest product. PowerFit. PowerFit. Gotcha. And then, so if someone wants. Let's say someone's listening to this and they're like, man, that sounds really like a great value proposition for me for these different reasons. How do they go about uh, getting a hold of it? Are, are there, do you distribute directly? Are there uh, certified installers? I mean, it's a different process, right? So people, I, I suppose there's a bit of training involved, right? It is. So we do all of the above. So for the individuals, for RVs, we have distributors. We also, for the quantities for EPCs and installers, it's where we have, uh, we deal direct. We're also adding a team of distributors now, so that's in the, in the making in the next uh, three or four months. Um, so the best way, actually, depending on, you know, just hop on the website and, you know, hit the button and, and give us a call, and uh, we'll talk you through it, because there's so many different ways. Um, to, to to work with us, yeah. And then do you guys ship out of the Laverne facility? We do. We ship out of Laverne, and we also ship out of China. And then, you know, quick question in Hawaii. Uh, how would you ship to Hawaii? I mean, we've I, I've got I, I use YRC Freight, for example, but I mean, uh, how is how is the shipping process for you? Um, you know, it's standard. <laughs> standard. Basically, we're shipping, when we shipped to uh, Hawaii the first time, we shipped directly from China. Um, now, depending, again, depending on our levels of inventory, we either ship from California or China. So, Gotcha. And, I would think that you'd be able to fit a lot of wattage on a pallet, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, as opposed to the, for, you know, when, when we think about the industry, it's like, I, yeah, 25 to 30 modules, depending on the module, on a pallet, typically, pallet. right? Right. And uh, so something like this, geez, and that's like, you know, that's 20, let's say it's 30, 30 it's like 10 There's, there's going to be a weight limit there, Josh. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm always there. Is that what it is? I know. I know that I know they're light, but if you start stacking them up. Right. <laughs> it's uh, it's 40 for a, for a pallet for us. Um, but you know that comes when that actually brings up the idea of staging and how quick it is to stage these things. You know, mm. so you can basically run up a ladder with these over your shoulder. Right. Right. Mm. So that's one of the things where you're saving time and labor in terms of installation because of the lightweight. And well, I can I yeah, can see. Oh, thing we didn't touch on though savings savings across the whole chain. You talk about shipping them. If you can ship more product, more wattage per panel, you're saving on like the fossil fuel that the large container ship would have been burning. Oh, right. To bring your panels. So <laughs> so has anybody done any analysis on that? Like, like how much? GHG, <laughs> you mean, or or financial? GHG emission. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually, we have done a study, and we are one tenth of the carbon put footprint from manufacture versus silicon because of the wow. way we produce you know we're not we're not melting sand you know right. so the heat needed is not anywhere near the heat needed for silicon that's and that's obviously where a lot of the co2 and other gases uh, come from one um, tenth there's, less, there's very little water used and the water we use is clean so we can reuse it um, so yeah it's one tenth of the so as we, as we start to see Elizabeth, as we start to see this um, full life cycle what do they call it sand to uh, cradle to you know they have the full cradle, yeah. <laughs> cradle to grave yeah. cradle to grave when we st we're starting to see Hopefully more and more of that conversation re yeah right? yeah so are you excited about that based on the inherent kind of advantages that this product has I mean if you can uh, it, it say that hey we're a tenth of the production production GHG emission and then when you ship it it's a lot less and then you know and then of course you have the savings on all of the other material that's 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 has to be made that isn't being utilized I mean there's a lot of savings here right and like it, when that'd be interesting to see a white paper on that right like on a boat in other words if you say every ounce saves us this much in fuel needed, or uh, electrons needed essentially to propel it. So, you just—it's just a—it's a modeling spreadsheet basically. Yeah, that sounds like Brian could do that in his head. 
<laughs> Jay could. Jay could. Yeah. No, but there's an interesting sure. conversation to be had both on the financial and the uh, and the, on the GHG um, kind of overarching life cycle, uh, you know, conversation. I think that's really. I'd love to be able to to just dial that into the numbers and be like, this and, is exactly where it is. Right. And I like. I think for I think for you guys, Elizabeth, that's something you may want to address a little bit because people may not be able to put all of those elements and to sort of pull it down to a sort of cost benefit ratio, you know? And mm-hmm. I mean, all those different dimensions certainly add to it. And because you're unique, you almost have to do that for the consumer to just lead them to the path of saying, here's why, here's what it means. And even though you can't assign a direct cost to say GHG reduction, but the other stuff are probably tangible costs that you can assign a cost to. Absolutely. But, yeah. Jay's available. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Always. Very well, good. Um, one, la- one, one last thing. Um, when I pulled up your website, the very first photo I'm presented with is this little three-wheeled solar power vehicle. Have you driven in that? <laughs> is it awesome? <laughs> it, it's fun. It is. <laughs> solar power <laughs> solar power tricycle, Jay? Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, no, it looks fantastically cool. It's a little, sco- it's a little scooter trike. It front, looks two like it's wheels, from one, the moon, one rear. doesn't it? <laughs> it's well, completely covered. It looks awesome. Well, give a, give a shout out. Where, where can people find you? Uh, com, and um, that's our website and just hit the info button you're basically talking to me when you're when you hit the info button and uh, I respond to everybody within the next, in the, like four hours so so don't leave me lonely I'm, I'm, I'm sheltering in place very good you give you, hopefully hopefully you'll generate some uh, interest in business out of this thank you so much for coming on today Elizabeth it's been really cool to get to know Sunflare and all your unique uh, products and I hope to see uh, the technology uh, more in the marketplace as we move forward uh, into this new energy future thank you very much appreciate it thanks guys appreciate it bye-bye all righty Aloha Fantastic. Uh, Looks, I mean, it's 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 fun stuff. We saw it so many years ago. I didn't really realize that they uh, they, they had migrated that to a full product line. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, geez. Yeah, and they're bootstrapping it. I mean, they're doing it. They looks like they have a nice building and everything, and they had their own in-house manufacturing too. That was pretty cool. Yeah. And right, it's yeah. Pre- they're, yeah. They're doing they're doing those doing it themselves. One last thing before we uh, before we go, guys, I want to point out that the NASA Earth Observatory now has. Um, noticed a significant drop in pollutants across china nitrogen dioxide uh, i just sent you this thing um it is it is phenomenal how fast the um the environment has kind of recovered and i don't know if it's recovered it's just disseminated we're seeing this uh, around the world aren't we jay there's we're seeing this in Uh, isn't that conversation about the canals in venice being clear because there's no one on them right right. so there's, there's a little yeah, there's a little bit of a conversation there because people are saying that the reports <laughs> of swans and dolphins aren't necessarily true. But the water does look, I mean, it's, it's a gorgeous time to go out and take photographs if you can actually go outside. And, and part of that's because the silt isn't being churned up. Oh, I see. You know, I but see. I mean, but there I, are there are infrared images of Italy and certainly less greenhouse gas, like less emissions, you know. Right. I mean, that's, those are real. Yeah. What that's an, what I was looking at. So go to the NASA Earth <laughs> Observatory website. You can check it out. There you go, folks. Uh, show episode number 150 with Sunflare and Elizabeth Sanders. Uh, give them a shout. If you'd like to learn more about the unique product line, uh, as you're out there isolating and, and doing your thing in this kind of new uh, new world that we're living in here, please take care of yourself. Please take care of your friends and family. And, uh, yeah, keep tuning into the Solar Coaster. We are sponsored by Sun... Wash your hands. Wash your hands. I Solar by Fairwinds Wealth Management. And Dura, she'll perfectly clear glass. Have a wonderful, safe uh, weekend and Aloha Friday.